Hello friends, Zachary Stockhill here from RetroactiveJealousy.com and in today's video I'm going to talk about how to break free from the various vicious cycles associated with retroactive jealousy. So as many of you watching this video probably know, particularly anyone who's been struggling with retroactive jealousy for a while, there are various cycles, vicious cycles, well, one could say, associated with retroactive jealousy, whether it's retroactive jealousy OCD or the more standard more common experience of retroactive jealousy where it isn't necessarily related to any kind of obsessive compulsive disorder, but it's still really annoying and it's often very difficult to break free from it. And if you're new to my channel and you're new to these terms, you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about, the term retroactive jealousy in essence refers to being bothered and frequently consumed by intrusive thoughts, unwanted curiosity about a partner's past relationships slash sexual or dating history. They say it takes around three weeks to build new habits. And even though it might not seem immediately obvious to you now, chances are good that if you're watching a video like this on my channel, you found my work, you're engaging with my work, you're starting to get some momentum, or you've merely taken the time, you've simply taken the time to Google around a little bit and find out more about what you're dealing with, chances are good that you have developed some pretty unhelpful habits, negative habits, destructive habits, very painful habits associated with your unwanted intrusive thoughts or perhaps your obsessive curiosity with your partner's past. What I'm saying here is it doesn't take very long. It can take three weeks, sometimes even less than three weeks for you to develop some pretty unhelpful habits as it relates to your retroactive jealousy. And what I'm about to describe constitutes sort of the main retroactive jealousy cycle vicious cycle, the main retroactive jealousy habit, shall we say. And when I say main, I suppose what I'm really talking about is the most common retroactive jealousy cycle or habit. So something happens in your life, whether it's you see a movie or you hear a song on the radio or your partner makes a comment, perhaps it's about their past, maybe it's not, or someone else makes a comment or you see a certain person on the street who you haven't seen in a while or you see something on social media, etc., etc. Something in your life happens that is in some way associated with your partner's past. Whether it's their past dating history, their past sexual history, you get the idea. The interesting thing to note about this particular disorder is the thing that happens, the trigger, shall we call it, can be completely innocuous. It can be, you know, very, very, very tenuously related to the actual issue of your partner's past. It can be a song title. It can be a movie. It can be an actor. It can be the name of a country or a city. It can be very, very, very abstract. But in essence, the first thing that happens in this vicious retroactive jealousy cycle is there's some stimulation, there's some trigger that triggers your unwanted obsessive curiosity, your unwanted intrusive thoughts, which I'll get to next. So the trigger occurs, you encounter some trigger, and all of a sudden you're racked with some kind of highly charged emotional experience, shall we say. Now, this can vary from person to person. Sometimes it manifests, retroactive jealousy manifests as really obsessive curiosity, where there's something that happens, it inspires you to think of a person, place, event from your partner's past, and you just need to know more. You know, you feel this intense urge to know. It's like this itch that you're just dying to scratch. And you feel like you'll get some relief when you scratch that itch, which is actually an illusion, which I'll get to later. Anyway, you have this experience, you're filled with this highly intense, highly charged, emotional response. This doesn't always have to involve curiosity. Sometimes this can just involve a flood of mental movies, I like to call them, where you're picturing all kinds of scenarios or events uh, related to your partner's past. 
or maybe you simply just can't stop thinking about a certain person or event or something that took place in your partner's past or a certain detail maybe you learned about your partner's past that you really wish you hadn't. These are just examples, but the point is the second stage, the second part of this cycle, in, in my estimation, is a highly charged emotional response to a trigger. So what's the next piece in this most common retroactive jealousy cycle? Frequently, not always, but frequently the next thing that happens or the next experience in this cycle is a real craving for some kind of relief. You want to get rid of these feelings. You want to get the answer to the question that you want. You want to get these you know, crazy mental movies out of your head. You want to let go of the intrusive thoughts. You're having this really unpleasant, really highly charged emotional experience, which is extremely negative, extremely painful often, and you find yourself seeking relief from these unwanted feelings. Now, your attempts to seek relief are often misguided, often counterproductive. These attempts can include things like asking your partner more questions about their past, or getting just a few more details about certain events in their past you know, clear in your head, or perhaps it's stalking their social media page, or maybe it's stalking their partner's social media page, or their, should I say their former partner's social media page, or maybe it's logging on to dodgy internet forums or the shady Facebook free chat groups at three in the morning or whatever it is. You're trying to find some relief from these feelings. And the next part in the cycle is usually, not always, but usually some temporary relief. So let's say you have more questions for your partner, you ask them those questions, you feel better for half an hour, an hour, maybe you get lucky, maybe you feel better for a day, day and a half, two days, something like that. But then all of a sudden, the cycle starts all over again because trying to quash these feelings through the intellect alone, through more conversations with your partner, through some random internet forum at three in the morning, through stalking their partners or their ex-partner on social media, et cetera, et cetera. This is a temporary solution to a very serious problem. And I use the word serious advisedly. I think retroactive jealousy in general is a problem that everyone needs to take seriously. And taking these shortcuts to temporary relief, whether it's another unnecessary conversation with your partner, whether it's ending up at some dodgy chat form at three in the morning, whether it's stalking them on social media or stalking their past on social media, et cetera, et cetera. Seeking a temporary solution to a permanent problem, or at least a problem that can feel permanent, is a losing strategy. And what this cycle does, the whole result of this vicious cycle, is it keeps these feelings, it keeps the, the broader retroactive jealousy cycle going. Because there's some temporary payoff in this cycle. In other words, if you've been doing this long enough, your body's conditioned, your whole psyche, your brain is conditioned to seek that payoff. And when I say payoff, I mean the temporary relief at the end of this cycle. In other words, you get an answer about your partner's past that makes you feel temporarily better for the night, for the day, whatever. Maybe you can finally sleep. Maybe it you know, eases some of your insecurity. It makes you feel like a better, better person than their ex or whatever it is. There is some temporary payoff here. But again, this is a temporary solution. I often compare the retroactive jealousy cycle to a junkie looking for their next fix, where you're always trying to replicate that original high. In this case, maybe your original high was one conversation with your partner that you found really clarifying, reassuring, made, really made you feel great, eased your anxiety, eased your worry, but it only lasted maybe for an hour or a day or a week or something like that. The point is, 
you can never replicate that original high. And the junkie is going to keep trying to get high over and over and over and over and over. They're going to keep feeling that itch that they just feel like they need to scratch, even though they're not itchy, right? Even though there's no real problem there. This is not one of these problems, retroactive jealousy, I should say, is not one of these problems that can be solved through conscious thought alone. That sounds really abstract. What I mean is, I believe that this problem, this disorder, whatever you want to call it, that we call retroactive jealousy, requires a holistic approach to healing, requires a multi-pronged approach to healing. We need to incorporate, in my view, elements from cognitive behavioral therapy, physical exercise, diet, and nutrition, some spiritual practices perhaps thrown in for those of us who feel that might be helpful, developing a broader perspective on sexuality, dating, and relationships, you know, deprogramming from some of our negative social influences, getting in touch with, you know, some of the events and, and perhaps non-obvious events, influences, etc., from our childhood that in some ways are perhaps fueling our retroactive jealousy. I could go on and on and on. But the point is, unfortunately, this is a complicated problem. And the more you look for temporary solutions to this problem, the more you're going to be frustrated and the more you're going to keep this negative thought, action, behavior, relief cycle going. So the first step in overcoming any kind of cycle as it relates to retroactive jealousy or really anything in life any kind of vicious cycle, I should say, is to first become conscious that number one, it is a cycle, it's a habit, it's a pattern of behavior that you're finding yourself engaging in over and over and over. And number two, acknowledging that it's not really serving you. It's not really getting you anywhere. It's probably in all likelihood doing more harm than good. So if you are falling into any kind of vicious cycle associated with retroactive jealousy, you know, as a bit of homework, shall we say from this video, Really pause and think about multiple scenarios in your life, throughout your day, with your partner, whatever, in which you're engaging in some negative habits, some negative thought cycles, some destructive patterns around retroactive jealousy. They're going to be slightly different for each of us, but the point is to become conscious that you're doing this over and over and over and over again. Become conscious that it's a problem. And finally, most importantly, being conscious of the fact and being really accepting of the fact that you have the power to change it. And the only person who can break this cycle and truly commit to change, commit to overcoming this problem is you. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.